The Whispers with Women podcast is brought to you by the Seven Unicorns Nutrition. Let thy food be thy medicine. Synergistic nutritional alchemy. My mission, healing the heart and health of humanity by the power of food as medicine, by alkalizing, detoxing, nourishing and fasting. It's time to love thy temple, embody thy spirit, honor thy truth and reclaim thy life. My four pillars of health protocol is extraordinary for health and longevity. My famous blends are made with the finest ingredients. No fillers, no additives, no hidden sugars, no chemical shitstorms. My gift to you. All my inspired formulas are developed, trialed and refined over 20 years by me, a triple world champion, a professional athlete, a woman on a health mission. The Four Pillars of Health Protocol is simple, powerful, proven and pure and made and sent to you with all of the love. I offer you, my beautiful listeners, 10% off at checkout. Use the code WHISPERS. Go to amandaallen.com.au This is Amanda Allen and welcome to the Whispers with Women podcast, uncut, uncensored and unapologetic conversations with the wise women of the world. And it is my utter privilege to welcome Maria West today to our conversation. And I love, there's a couple of quotes um, that I hear you say all the time. It's do it yourself, spiritual awakening for divine in the flesh. I love that. Yes. And victim to victorious. And I, I just love the power of all of that. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda, for uh, your invitation and for graciously having me. Oh, likewise, it's been a, a struggle since I think August, we've been trying to have this conversation. So I appreciate your patience. There's so much, you know, when I sit down to think about what I would like to ask you about masculine and fem feminine, the psychopathy, integrity, trauma, the rise of the wise women, reclaiming health, embodying spirit in the flesh, honor, respect, balance, nature. I mean, it's all entwined in everything that you do. Yes. Um, where do we start with that? Um, well, we can start at the, at the, where, where we are, where we are <laughs> in the sort of collective shit show of what I call mm. the matrix mm. and, uh, specifically the seven noinsen. I can't even say it correctly. So I use another language because then I don't get flagged anymore. Mm. Um, but you know, we're all being hijacked. We're all being hijacked uh, with our attention to pay attention to divide and conquer, to pay attention to uh, other people and uh, declining our ability in making our own choices and just focusing in on our lives. And uh, so I think we can start there because I think <laughs> it's very important that we focus not on what's going on outside of ourselves, but what's going on specifically in our layer of reality, which is our lives. Correct. And, what's inside of our own skin. Exactly. Exactly. And focus in on that and what we want to create for ourselves and for our families rather than our having our attention, our creative energy, our life force getting hijacked by all of the, I call it the yaya gaga zaza, you know, because you can just <laughs> topic 
and you you can go down a very very uh, shitty rabbit hole, so to speak, mm. and it, there's no end to it. So we have this, to make the decision. Is it in our nature as humans to go down rabbit holes? Is that being used against us? I think it is actually because uh, you know we're in that sort of polarity of to research or not to research, and even the aspect, the process of researching has been hijacked because with technology, uh, the the sort of uh, I call them the powers that want to be that run <laughs> the world. Now I always say the world is not the planet. Okay, the world is the matrix. It's the uh, world that is being force fed to us through mass media. Pick one. Okay, Mm -hmm. the planet is our uh, access to who and what we truly are as divine creative beings in a creative universe. Okay, so the uh, quantum field creation field universe is aligned with the planet it's not aligned with the matrix in the world okay the matrix in the world is run by all the sort of narratives that start telling us where we have to be who we have to be what we can and cannot do when it is really our choice as sovereign beings on the planet not within the matrix to do what we do so um research gets hijacked you have science and the science it's like oh my god it it makes me want to scream and when i get to that point i use that as a trigger to wake the fuck up and really see that i'm having my attention hijacked to this divide once again and so the spiritual practice of waking yourself up and being aware and awake is a constant practice. It is not a one-off event as promulgated by what I call new age bullshit, that once you're spiritually awakened, your life is going to be perfect. That's nonsense. You know, we have to pay attention moment to moment to moment to moment and uh, take it from there. So I always encourage people to really pay attention to what it is that they're focusing in on. If you're focusing in on a shit show, you're going the wrong way. And, and to come back to center and to regroup, regroup on what's important for you. What's your focus? What do you want? How do you want your universe to be? And to focus in on that. It is so, so true, isn't it? And just the concept. it's It's what you do. Well, this is the thing, and for me, you know, with my own background of trauma and abuse yes. and trying to extricate myself from early programming and narcissistic abuse, and you don't know what you don't know until I found, feel that the abuses and the traumas fractured me to the point where I, I was utterly broken but broken open and, yes. and, and to start to attend to myself and yes. to rebalance masculine and feminine. Absolutely. Um, Yes. Yes, to to start to see a a pattern, a matrix that is controlling. Yes. And we all have to get good with our own masculine and feminine within. And then in the matrix, what you have is you've got this gender war 
we're going to divvy up all the genders. We're going to divvy up men and women. We're going to divvy up men. We're going to divvy up women. It's nonsense. And it is a way for our attention to be hijacked. It is a way to weaponize our wounds, weaponize our traumas so that we can hate on each other and blame each other. It's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to stay stuck in trauma and stuck in victim and stuck in a repeating narrative. Yes, yes. And then we get shamed and Mm. and victimized for more of that or we get shamed uh, and blamed because uh, I'm from I'm from California. I call it California. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be very, you know, kind of snarky and put a little humor in it. Because what I'm no, what I was noticing when I was there, and I've been gone from there now for uh, going on seven years, and I will never ever succumb to going back there because so much of it has been hijacked to the point where. If you have worked through your traumas, that is quite often seen as a front to those still struggling. How mm. dare, how dare you find your way out? Oh how dare you live a full and beautiful life? It's so interesting you say that because recently I've I've been rising. I've been um, embodying my spirit, truly honoring myself and respecting. <laughs> but with that, with that light, I feel this imminent threat and I feel I need to be careful how happy I am and where I am that happy energy. Yes. Yes. Not happy, flippant, but really deeply. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is seen as an affront by those who really want to manage the matrix in such a way because the more of us that understand that we are grand creators, that we can actually access exiting the matrix and waltz in and out of it doing our lives by composing our layer of reality the more of us that do that the matrix doesn't grow the quantum field creation field universe grows and so those of us who are still stuck in the matrix and identified by all this identitarianism shit um People get angry. They get very, very upset because what you're doing is you're having the audacity to activate your creations, activate and actualize your creativity and actually do your life. And how dare you do your life? How dare you look amazing? How dare you feel good? How dare you share the love that you are and invite people to be the love that they are? And uh, I've had that shit thrown in my face and it's surprising. It's like, what? What happened? What What are you talking about? You know, and mm-hmm. it's not that we're leaving people behind. What we're doing is we're actually growing the uh, our ability as a collective humanity to recognize and remember that we are grand creators rather than adhering to the mind control programming within the matrix that allows the matrix to tell us who we are, what we are, what we can do, what we can't do, what are, and define us and define our lives. And that slavery, and that slavery has been going on for millennia. And, uh, you know, I mean, even with this divide, I get all these people reaching out to me. Don't you want to join our army? We've got to fight this shit. You know, it's like, no, Mm. no, I don't want to join up. I'm not taking arms. Mm. Uh, But that's not to say I don't like my guns, you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
it, it's a matter of your focus. Mm-hmm. And in my layer of reality, my layer of reality is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> well, I'm loving mine too. And you're so, uh, I just keep coming back to this. It is, it's choices, it's attention. And yeah. what I've done th- trying to extricate myself from my own suicidal despair, depression, yeah. trauma, all yeah. I turned to, and I had to practice in the good times, to turn to health, to turn to physical yeah. activity, to turn to motivation, to turn yeah. to the sun, to turn to mother nature, to turn to my wolves, to go away, to go within, yeah. you know, and to stay true. Yes. Um, and I, I think what, I think the matrix, the, the, the description of the matrix, it, it collapses us before we persevere long enough on these uh, things. Like, are we as humans, do we, uh, is our timeline too short in the way we want change to happen? Well, I think the timeline has been hijacked because we're infinite beings. And I truly believe that anything is possible. And the reason why we don't sprout wings is that most of us don't believe we can. Mm. And so what I'm noticing uh, around the around the planet and, uh, you know, before this whole uh, seven nonsense stuff started going on, I was traveling quite a lot and it seemed like the golden thread with most humans is that most humans do not even believe that it is possible to create your own layer of your universe. They don't believe it's possible. So they believe that whatever they're handed, by the time they're conceived, by the time they take their first breath, they receive their first breath, that it is a done deal. And they just succumb to it. And then, of course, we have been hijacked by media to focus any and all of our attention from the moment we're able to be, quote unquote, entertained, to have that entertainment Mm. run our lives completely throughout, Mm. you know, our indoctrination, our schools and all that kind of stuff. And then you get a job and then you retire and you die, you know, and then and then you repeat, you know, it's rinse and repeat. And. So for a lot of people, I'm hearing, is it really possible? It's really possible I can make my own choices? It, mm. And so just the mind control of being loyal to, say, your family tribe and your situations, being loyal to your your trauma, uh, being loyal to pain and suffering because your parents had pain and suffering or your grandparents or your lineage or, or your twin sister or or whatever, um, to be loyal to being less than who and who and what you really are. Mm. And so, and that shit is rewarded by the illusion that we are going to be taken care of by some other, some other thing, whether it's government, whether it's some kind of program or mind control, um, and, you know, it, it's like, it's not a juicy way to be living, that's for sure. Uh, so, and I think this whole thing that we're all being gaslighted about, you know, I mean, I tap into the matrix every now and again, and I, and I uh, you know, watch what's going on. And you just got to make the decision. You got to pull yourself out of it. And you mm. have to really monitor and pay attention to what it is you're paying attention to. Fuck, it's so true. It's it's a discipline. Yes. And, and is that lacking? Because 
health is a discipline our where we attention we um, direct our attention is a discipline how we choose to live our lives is a discipline that yeah. we become a meditation in motion in every Absolutely. action in every moment every day is a discipline and i think that's where we exit the matrix isn't it yes yes absolutely the disciplines and make the choice make the choice i mean uh the uh, it's sex money power food survival i mean these are you know the five uh, sort of uh, ways that we get hijacked in our attention and uh it's so confusing when you start doing the research and your own due diligence because so much of it on the internet is hijacked with false information uh mm. narratives from this discipline and that discipline it's very very challenging to pick something that is actually going to work and what i hear is people just get frustrated mm -hmm. which is why it's so important especially in say your work um yeah, particularly in the category of uh of of health well-being uh, body, mind, uh, heart, mind, body, soul coordination, mm. nutrition, food, live food, uh, exercise. What you're doing is such a, it's a tremendous service because we are not meant as human beings in the matrix or outside of the matrix to schlunk in front of a television mm. or computer screen and not move the body. And mm. uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm in my 60s and I have oh. been physically active since I was a very small girl. I started out as a ballerina. So I have always moved my body. And uh, I have taught martial arts and, and yoga and dance. And it's important to move the body because if we don't move the body, there is no way you can conduct creative life force energy let alone materialize your creative life force energy um mm. whatever mm. It is that you're passionate about mm. you know passion can't move if the body isn't moving it's so <laughs> true you know where there is stagnation there is death that absolutely is all. absolutely and most people have given up you know and and we live in such a convenient society you know we don't want to cook I love cooking. <laughs> Favorite things to do and uh, making my own food. Um, I'm not much of, of going out. And of course, you, you know, when Seven Noinson hit, I, I'm not really doing anything all that much different um, other than not traveling. But, uh, you know, mm. I don't go to restaurants. I, I like to make my own food. I like fresh ingredients. I love all that kind of stuff. And most people, you know, they want to package. They want to, they can barely, they get upset with the shrink wrap <laughs> because oh. they can't open it fast enough because they're starved of nutrition to stick it in the microwave, which is mm. going to kill their food even more. Mm. And, and, you know, it's like, whatever. But uh, anyways, I, I digress because mm -hmm. it is a minefield to navigate uh, what works. But that's part of getting to know yourself as well. Is this a maturing? Is this a maturing of humanity? Is this a dark night of the soul in the pit of despair, retrieving ourselves from an, a destructive adolescence? 
I feel like that it is. Yes. Because I feel like we're moving into this collective uh, of what I call the, the sort of mature soul perceptivity where we're like, you know, we've had this round of so much wealth and prosperity for the elite few, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the collective, the collective of the struggle. And it feels like for me, uh, when I waltz in now the matrix, that there is this very rude awakening of, um, you know, folks really being frustrated about, well, how come there is such a, a, a sort of polarity between the haves and the have nots, okay? But that in and of itself is also a program because what I'm noticing is that the more people are waking up, the more they're actually discovering their true nature and the incredible power that they wield as a grand creator, that they can actually bypass all of the disparity and the polarities of haves and have-nots and actually be able to create a pretty great layer of reality for themselves. But once again, it's really coming to the belief that you can actually do it. But if you don't think it's possible, you're not even going to take the time to uh, journal about what it is that you want to have in your layer of reality, what it is that you want to create in your life. And, uh, you know, because one of the things that I've discovered throughout my life is that we have a creation field that surrounds each and every one of us that taps actually into the unlimited abundance of the true quantum field creation field universe that requires us to be awake and exit the matrix so that we can plug our creation fields into this true quantum field creation field universe and bypass the chain of events because you know we're trained from get-go that if you want this you've got to do this this and this and this so that this can happen blah 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 and we're supposed to control the chain of events that's Mm. what the matrix tells you and And it tells us uh three kids mortgage yes two two cars exact school exactly yeah, by the time you're 25, and if after you're over 25, you are not the shit. You know, you have failed in your life, and it is just like, ah, uh, yikes. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in like what what does what does the human do? And I know we're all in it. All of us have been programmed, traumatized, abused, stolen from ourselves. And look to me, everywhere I look, whether it's in the water, in the skies. Um, on on in our media like at every single turn we are poisoned mentally emotionally physically spiritually and what we're left with what's left at the end of it and after these last two years of quite a worldwide trauma collective trauma yes there is such exhaustion there is such despair there is such confusion about what has integrity where the fuck do I turn now, today, in this yes. next moment, in this next hour? I can't save the world. I can barely save myself. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck do I do? So what I say to that, and this is what I'm doing. And, what and, and actually, let me just tell you what I've yeah. done, which is yeah. basically I got small. 
I got so small. I've gotten rid of every worldly possession I don't need. I don't, I don't go into the world. I don't go to shops. Yes. I don't want your fucking coffee at 6 or yes. $7 a pop. Yeah, no I go shit. to nature. I go yes. with my animals. I, 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 yes. I, I, I go to the ocean. I go to the water. I go with gratitude in my heart and I need so little. I just, I don't, yes. you know, what, what do you say? What do you yes. do? Yeah, so I do something very, very similar. I live a very simplified life. I know what I love to do. I uh, my my work, my writing. I I'm very focused in on that. I live in the high desert mountains at seven thousand feet in the mm. southwest of America. Beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> before right right before Seven Nonsen hit, I was living. Uh, either in London or I was living in Italy, uh, very much out in the world, promoting my work, doing my, and then, and then shit hits the fan. And it's like, it was, it was a godsend because what ended up happening is that it allowed me to just like really focus in on what is important to me. And what is important to me is my well-being my relationship with nature and the planet, not the world. I don't want to be in the fucking world. I hated London. I hated <laughs> London. I hated the noise. I hated the filth. I hated having to interact with uh, zombies, basically. And that is the whole thing with the Matrix is that you realize, I realize that much of my interaction with the world, with the Matrix, okay, is that there wasn't a match for me and i noticed that people would like look at me and regard me like what are you <laughs> but you're alive and you have passion for what it is that you do mm. these these I, I call them mannequins they notice something is weird especially when you actually engage like i remember being in a shop and uh, I was very, very, very tired. And when I'm tired, I always go the extra mile because <laughs> I don't want to, I want to put my passion. So I really and this I engaged the shop owner and she was just like when I first came in, it was like she hardly noticed me. And when I asked her a question, she was literally startled that I spoke to her. And but what was amazing about that is that she came to life and was talking about how people would come in and in her shop and not even engage her and act like she wasn't even there. And so this is what I'm talking about. It's yes. like the engagement. It's our choice to engage. And, you know, when you think about the world and the matrix, and the planet and the quantum field creation field universe, there isn't much difference. What is it that is waltzing in and out of the matrix is our attention, our consciousness. We still have to interact. You know, I mean, I have to go to a shop every now and again to buy, to buy groceries, to do what I have to do. And I interact and I do it the best that I can. But what I've done is I've pared down my reality where I'm focused in on my creativity, my work, my writing, my clients, my students. Um, I have a relationship for the first time in a decade. <laughs> and that's amazing. That's amazing. And, um, 
you know, so there's this co-creation of my layer of reality that is very collaborative, you know, I live where I live and then we have the internet. So one of the things that I've learned to do is not push up against some of the, some of the tools like technology, you know, people Mm -hmm. go, Oh, technology is so bad. Social media is so bad. Well, but you have to be able to hop onto the momentum of social media, the pendulum of social media, because it is, a requirement in order to interact with other people like yourself who are out in the world. And this is part of our connection. Not all of it is bad. We have to make the choice to utilize it as a positive tool. So true. Uh, it's medicine or it's poison. It's it's just a matter yeah. of dose, isn't it? Attention. Uh- yeah, yeah. Is it toxic? Is it toxicity or is it medicine? You know, is it toxic or tonic? You know, what is it? Mm. Uh, is it poison or is it medicine? Uh, it's the same thing. And we have to make that choice. And that choice can only be made if we own our attention. If the matrix and its shit shows own your attention, you're kind of fucked because then you're adhering to the automated script or the narrative that's being pounded by the telling you it's all awful. It's gone to hell in a handbasket. So I don't pay attention to that. I don't listen to the news. I don't, I don't do any of that. I'm focusing on my thing. I'm focused in on, you know, my clients and students, I have clients and students in over 30 countries and we just do what we do. And we're all learning how to activate our true creative natures to create our own layer of reality, you know, and people get down. Well, that's awfully selfish. Well, you know what, what I've done is I've learned the hard way in my, you know, going on 35 years of doing what I'm doing where I felt it was my moral obligation to save the world, to save people from their. (laughs) And you know, what happens with that? is that you create what I call excess potentials and balancing forces that will come wreck your shit because you don't allow people to be different from you. Mm. And so this is, once again, coming back to where is your attention focus? And, mm. uh, you know, this is, this is the deal. We have to decide. It's either, you know, you put your oxygen mask on yourself first before you endeavor to be of service. And if I don't own my attention, there is no way that I'm going to be able to sit for a trauma deactivation healing session and and be effective. If I'm stuck in the matrix, it's not possible for me to be an effective facilitator. You know, my yes. hot, my attention is hijacked and yes. I'm no good. I'm, I'm not going to be of service. I completely relate. This last two years, I mean, we, we've all followed um, and all been immersed in, and mm-hmm. I've had to extricate myself many times over from diving too deep and traumatising myself with the information that yes. is available. Now, I, I am a deep diver. I do rabbit holes and I do extricate myself. It does cost me sometimes. It can be quite yes. destructive and, you know, to the point now where I, I don't want to feel that nauseating 
and yes. despair and um, yes. have to retrieve myself again, for God's sake. I don't yes. want that. I need to know. Like I just tap in each day. I give myself a 10-minute window to tap into the goings-on in the world to stay on top of it. And then I retrieve myself from that and I focus everything on, as you say, that precious creative force within me and I channel it to health and good and service. Beautiful because what you're doing is you are not giving your life force. You're just breaking up a tiny bit. You are not. What what I was saying is that you are not feeding the matrix by giving it your attention. I feel it's a beast. It is literally an energetic beast. That it really is. It's 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 blanketed the planet. Our 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 universe and it feeds on our fear it feeds on our um our despair yes it needs that it needs you it needs us to be afraid it needs us to be in despair it needs us to hate on each other it needs us to uh it needs us to own our attention Mm. and the more of our attention that it owns it gets to sit back. It it's a currency, isn't it? It is a, it it is a really potent is. currency. Yes, yes. And, you know, most people are just too, they're too sound asleep to even realize what it is that they're doing. Yeah. And so, I, you know, and the more that we focus on what layer of reality we can compose for ourselves, uh, like for me, when I tap into the shit shows and I I f- start feeling myself going unconscious, mm-hmm. I use that as a trigger to once again wake myself up, see myself, see reality, exit the matrix, enter into my awareness, attention, awakened state, and I compose the layer of reality that I want. Mm-hmm. So where my layer of reality, I don't have people yelling at me because I'm not wearing a mask. You know, I don't have people, you know, getting in my face. I have very little drama in my life other than, you know, my own drama because I'm either in judgment of myself or, you know, having having a hissy fit because I didn't get my way, uh, you know, and, and in which case, I always tell people that, you know, when shit doesn't go your way, always seek the advantage. Mm. Even in a shit show, there's a reason. There's a reason why there's a delay. You know, there's a reason why there's not instant materialization or manifestation. Okay. There's a gap. And that gap allows us to make the little tweaks, the little um, adjustments in our attitude, whatever it is, and uh, to go from there. And it's a very gentle way, I think, of uh, uh, navigating, navigating the ins and outs of waltzing in and out of the matrix, Um, you know, because we don't live in a bubble. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes I wish, I wish we did, you know. Uh, I talk about, I talk about, I live in my own field of grace. I do. I I create my own field of grace around me and I call that my bubble, but it is my field of grace. And 
And what do I want to put into that field of grace? And you know what? I know my body, my body is that barometer. When I go tense, when I I, I feel tension, gut gnawing, jaw, uh, confusion, almost like that cognitive dissonance in my mm-hmm. in my um, uh, frontal lobe. Uh, that's a trigger for me too. Yes. Um, and I go back to what I know. And I, I think this is what's so difficult for people is they've allowed um, the disciplines to slip so they don't have those nourishing practices that lift them out of pits of despair. And now we're all in this collective pit of despair um, and many people without um, the discipline, which I guess is like the paddle, you know. Yes, yes, um, yeah. You know, what do they start with? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that the start, um, I, I had a conversation with a homeless person mm. not that long ago, which I found fascinating mm-hmm. uh, because this person was, it was in a parking lot, a car park. And I was, uh, I, I was walking toward, you know, doing my business. And this person struck up a conversation with me and was actually very surprised that I didn't shoot him away. But it's like, why would I do that? You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that um, unless I felt I was in danger. And I didn't feel like I was in danger. I mean, this person had these luminous, light-filled eyes <laughs> and was like, just wanting to chat a little bit about the ease of his surviving that you know it just was such a beautiful morning and in this state of grace and and appreciation of his life that his life even though he was on the streets the weather had been kind and uh there are these beautiful programs that he's able to access and I mean, it was just such a fascinating, fascinating conversation. And he said something that really struck me about survival. And um, he just said, I never really put too much credence in my not surviving because I notice everything always works out for me. (laughs) And. So for a homeless person to tell me this, and 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 then he saw somebody that that he, he knew apparently, and then you know off his attention went, and uh, you know I felt like our conversation wasn't finished, but you know so he veered <laughs> off away and and uh, greeted greeted the person that he knew, but what happened was I had had one of those mornings and and you probably have had one of those mornings right everything is just so fucking irritating (laughs) um you know and i started it out and when i don't start out my day with my spiritual practice of like really tuning in to the sounds that are Mm. surrounding me outside of my home it 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 tends to I, I tend to get very very distracted and at that point I, I had gotten distracted with a phone call that came in and I knew I didn't want to pick it up and yet helped <laughs> mm. me to pick up the phone it was a friend uh, and it was such a downer conversation everything was and this mm. is a woman 
who's married to a billionaire, basically. Yeah. And I got off the phone with her. I cut mm-hmm. her off. I got off the phone with her and I was pissed. I was just like, you know, and yeah. um, proceeded to go about my, my morning. And I had this, I had an errand to do. And this man, this homeless man just set my straight. <laughs> the universe. Wow. And so, I mean, who am I to have judgment on my friend who's married to a billionaire where she's, she experiences all this lack and, uh, and the lack just spills out of her verbiage and, and how interesting it was for me to be in I'm not sure if you can hear me, but I've lost you. You've just dropped out. Hello, gotcha. Yep, gotcha, okay. gotcha, gotcha. Yes, okay. you were just saying about how so, it spilled out. And yeah, so guy. it just spilled out. Yes. I have this awareness of my, my judgment that I have this expectation that if people are well off, they shouldn't bitch about anything. <laughs> and, and then I realized, well, wait a minute here. You know, we all have our layers of reality. And um, so I rang her up. I went back to my car. I rang her up and I apologized profusely for my lack of attention and my lack of care. And I told her what had happened. Oh. And she burst into tears um, because she'd made the decision that she was going to leave. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and prenuptial agreements and all that kind of stuff. She was going to leave with nothing, basically. And, Mm -hmm. you know, endeavoring to find her way in her late 50s (laughs) and uh, knowing that if she leaves, she comes off with nothing. And of course, I don't know any of these details. uh, So I can see how survival is relative to all our experiences and, and, you know, what it is that uh we're having to face and so i really i was humbled i was humbled by a homeless man being in judgment to my friend (laughs) for years married to her billionaire husband whom she wants to leave so it's like ha that's very 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 interesting so yeah so beautiful scenario to describe and and to elucidate Mm. yeah yeah, I completely relate. And I love that, you know, his attention was so much on on the positive mm-hmm. um, and on his gratitude. And yeah. uh, and it yeah. really doesn't matter what's in the bank, does it? No, it doesn't. It does. Some of the most unhappy, most unhappy people that I know have more money than they know what to do with. And nothing is enough. It's not enough. You can't shop enough. You can't mm. buy enough land. You can't, you know, buy fancy food and buy all this expensive stuff to fill the void when you are disconnected from your true nature. That is so, so true. And do you know, I've found that more than ever and I've never had massive wealth, but the way I've gone to nature, the way nature is synchronicity has brought me to a a paradise on earth and it's called Mm -hmm. me to it deeper and deeper and deeper and I spend my life and I do feel that I have I've I've lost a lot but I'm so grateful and appreciative to have allowed 
that to be slothed away painfully mm-hmm. and, and then more gently. Yes. Um, but I am lifted up. The less I have, the more I feel connected and alive and um, wow. and supported and nourished by yes. Mother Earth, by the, the sounds that you say, the mornings to listen to the birds and the winds and, um, yes. and that's all free. Yes. The, the, the smaller I get and the more I journey toward m- my own healing or along that journey, the less I need and the more fulfilled I am. And it's perplexing to look back, I guess, yes. to that programming, that old matrix that I was so enmeshed in and, and you know, depression and suicidal depression because yes. I could never work it out. And I, I feel that many people who suffer depression or, you know, bipolar or, you know, those highly sensitives mm-hmm. are the ones that are, are are awakening now, that are finding their way now in a world that is so chaotic and so traumatised and, yeah. and, and so lost. Yes. Um, but we, we seem to be the ones rising to the ones finding our way, the ones leading the light. Yes, yes. And, and this is a good thing because... You know, there's the individual, there's our individual, our own layers of reality, and then we're creating a collective in the true quantum field, creation field universe. We're repopulating it Mm -hmm. by exiting the matrix, and thus it grows. The quantum field, creation field universe is growing, and uh, I, I love that. I love that so much. And Mm. so, you know, that the reminders for appreciation, the reminder of, um, you know, really tuning into what is important for you to allow yourself to be what you are, who you are, and allowing others to be different from you. Mm. Um, It's so freeing, you know, um, and... Of, of course, with that, it's tremendous responsibility, you know, because you are responsible for your own happiness, regardless mm. of what's going on within the matrix. And I think that's part of the awakened life is when you do truly wake up to who and what you are and you exit the matrix and you own your attention, you realize that you are at the helm of not only the design of your life, but its own implementation and actualization. And the the great thing about it is that because what we create is part of the mind, we can always change it, you know? So the clarity around what it is that we want to create and what it's going to look like to activate those pictures into the true quantum field creation field universe. When we do that, this is why visualization is so important. Um, I am a fan of uh, mantras and declarations. Mm -hmm. I'm also a fan of vision boards. You know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've always been kind of amazed that, you know, I've done vision boards since I was a child and everything has materialized and it's because when you get that clarity and you have the audacity to own that clarity and receive it what happens when you do it is you're activating that sector of the true quantum field creation field universe your layer of reality that has not been realized before why because you hadn't intended it yet and the moment you intend it boom And this is the beauty of being able to waltz in and out of the matrix is rather than the matrix being your enemy, it actually becomes a cooperating component in 
your layer of your universe. So true, that co-creative cooperative component. Yes. Let me ask you a little bit about masculine feminine. So yes. for me, I, I've, I've been allowing, receiving. Um, I'm a daydreamer. I've always been a daydreamer. And I think that is the visioning as well, that, that vision boarding. And, um, um, but I only, I've only started to realise that actually that daydreaming has such beauty and power in the quantum sense yes. uh, and to create and to manifest, but it needs to be complemented by a level of action. Yes. Now, the, Absolutely. for 10 years I was a high-performing CrossFit athlete. I was all masculine. I yes. was more masculine than any motherfucking man you've ever met and I was like a bulldozer for 10 years and I achieved yes. highly but at a huge yes. cost to my, my mind and my body and my spirit. Yes. And my soul and yes. I feel that um you know yes that way I did it whatever it was exhausting it required so much tension and effort and yes. um and and there's a new way being born um, yes. in all of us and it is that feminine and the feminine is incredibly powerful but I'm asking yes. about that masculine feminine but also I feel that um you know the quantum field is is more potent and rich than ever that yes. we 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 are a planet covered in a wi-fi system now which I think is toxic but I feel that we can be using that within the quantum field Absolutely. as well of our intention with all this Absolutely. 5g and um, I, agree. I would love to get your sense of all of that so um i i was once upon a time and not that far not that far long ago where i was part of the pushing up against the 3g 4g 5g on and mm. on and on and then i realized wait a minute okay uh I, I have a hard science background. I'm thinking, you know, it's it's on. There's no point in fighting and pushing up against the shitstums that we don't like. Because when we push up against it, mm. we are actually empowering it even more. It has the complete opposite effect. And that's what the matrix wants you to do. The matrix wants you to push up against the shit you don't like. Because when we push up against it, the matrix owns our attention. Mm. That thing that you don't want grows bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we have to get practical. So one of the things that I do, because my uh, what I do, I have to be online. I'm on Zoom every single day, practically, um, except for the days that I don't have technology. And every night, I turn off my Wi-Fi. I have got systems in place that uh, alleviate and diminish the effects of the radiation that I expose myself to through my phone, my computer, mm. through Wi-Fi routers, all of that. So the farther you, you are away from the source, the better. There's There are ways to shield. There's many do-it-yourself technologies, organ technology uh, mm. Shungite, which is a a, a stone that uh, has been mined, has been found uh, in uh, R Russia, that it's been seen to reduce the effects of the radiation. So there are practical things that you can do to mitigate these circumstances and diminish their effects. Um, and I think one of the best ways is to be very clear about how you want to utilize technology. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like in my home, 
there's no way Siri or Alex are going to have a conversation with me. You know, <laughs> I'm not interested. However, my partner, you know, has a home that's wired with all that. So I, when I'm there, I wear shielding and, uh, I feel very, very good about it, very good about um, and confident in my ability to take care of myself. And does it require time and effort to research that? Yes, of course. And, you know, and this is the thing is that when we look at energy, the, the masculine and feminine are in play. You know, the electrical energy is the masculine force. Magnetism is the feminine force. So, you know, we're playing with energies all the time and it is a matter of balance. It's a matter of if, if it's too much, too much masculine energy to be able to make the shift and downshift into a more feminine balance. And, you know, it just takes really, really tuning in to what it is that you want. And I totally relate to that. I totally relate to what you shared about being in the masculine. I was always the, the, the masculine force, you know, being out in the world. You know, when we're teaching, we're in our masculine. When we're disseminating information, we're in the masculine. Mm -hmm. uh, when we are uh, taking action, we're in the masculine. And the feminine, we take direction from the feminine. She's the creative force. You know, but she is also what is absolutely materialized in physicality. So the unseen creative potential is actually the unseen masculine. And everything that's materialized, including everything male, is actually feminine energy that has been materialized. So, you know... <laughs> It, it, it's very, it, it's very interesting. So I always say, you know, especially with the gender divide and within the matrix, the divide and conquer to get men and women to hate each other, to, to, you know, it's such nonsense, you know, as men and women, male and female, regardless of gender, we have an inner masculine, we have an inner feminine, our inner masculine, our inner man is the part of us that takes action. Yeah. is the part of us that is steadfast amidst chaos. You know, the feminine is all about feelings, all about, all about beauty, all about being and receiving. You know, our divine masculine is about gifting, giving. And, you know, it's funny. I was on a, a podcast regarding remothering. And um, mm. here's the thing is that, we always consider nurturing as feminine. It is not. It's masculine because what we're doing is we are, from our hearts, extending our energy outside of ourselves. We are gifting, giving. That is masculine. So, which is why a lot of women who are mothers are pissed because they give, 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 give too much and they're feminine who is waiting there to receive gets nothing back. She's just being, being forgotten. So I always say we have to get clear about what is masculine and what is feminine in terms of being and doing. And if you're in a doing mode, that is an aspect of your inner masculine that is being expressed. And I get women pissed off at me 
<laughs> and hating on me because you know that that's just kind of the the getting that straight is that nurturing is actually the masculine energy being expressed doing this yeah it's the mm. doing this and so um yeah so it's not about gender it's about being and doing and uh, the electric and the magnetic and uh, we all have it and we have to get in balance with our inner man our inner masculine and our inner feminine and i know for me when i discovered this the 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 uh, differences of the masculine energy and the feminine energy within me, I realized I was emasculating my inner masculine. Mm. You know, I wanted to do this and this and this and this and this. And I wasn't clear about what I wanted. I ran myself ragged out oh. in the world doing, 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 taking care of other people, uh, sacrificing, you know, all of that. Yes. You know, because the masculine is expendable. We don't give a shit. And then we blame men. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not about hating on men. I'm not about being a man hater. I'm not about blaming men or blaming women. I don't diminish our struggles as men and women throughout our history. I don't diminish any of that. But to blame it all on men, it, it's it's like it, it's it's part of the matrix. It's unenlightened. It's unconscious, and it creates an even greater divide. It feeds that divide so that we cannot come together and co-create and repopulate the true quantum field creation universe by exiting the matrix if we're blaming each other and dividing. Surely, you know. when we're blaming, like really, the union that needs to take place is the is the rebalancing of the masculine feminine within us. Like Absolutely. we are not blaming, we are not dividing when we are yes. in balance within our own skin. Yes, 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 and that is the tremendous responsibility that we have within ourselves because we want a peaceful world, a peaceful universe. Mm -hmm. It starts with ourselves, and mm -hmm. if we have if we are battling our inner masculine and inner feminine and they're hating on each other, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it won't end well, you know, mm -hmm. the divide between the sexes starts within each and every one of us. Oh, and we have gosh, to heal that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to heal our daddy issues, our issues with authority, our issues with our mothers, our mm -hmm. issues with the feminine, our issues with victim consciousness, with perpetrator consciousness. We have to own that within ourselves yes. and, and incorporate, integrate, you know, and we have to dissect all of that and really check it out, check out what's going on and to integrate those polarities um, and that's part Absolutely. of the great work. It starts with us. And what a journey it is. Like I've always known that the last frontier was within me. It was yes. inside and, you know, trauma and life. It brought me to that final frontier. And it's like, there you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And uh, it's not easy, is it? It's, it's, no. it's not easy. This is an endurance event. This is a commitment, a discipline, a constantly yes. returning to our truth and being brutally honest with ourselves and yet gentle yes very mm. much so and uh and what a journey it is you know because we are we're worthy we're worthy 
we're divine beings mm. you know that's what I was going beings. to ask you what what are we what are we humans because we're so lost to ourselves in this world this matrix like what are we truly what are we in essence we are we're love we're creative <laughs> we're here to move formless into form and have the audacity to move formless into form and how do we move formless into form through inspiration Mm. Uh, need want desire you know and within the matrix oh it's so poo poo that's so selfish to do you know it's like no this is the is is the process of the unmanifest divine masculine energy to be manifested into the manifested creative energy which is feminine so it's amazing it's an amazing journey and it's exciting i when i think about it Mm. it's one of the reasons why i love to talk about it because it's so exciting to tap into the truth of who and what we are not what the matrix tells us not what the tribe tells us not what the world tells us you know those are distractions you know, and you know, when we hear truth, when we hear, you know, like yourself speaking of these, you know, deep and simple truths, there's something in us intuitively, we know, we know it's like a relief and an intuitive knowing that's the truth of us. The rest is lies and deception. Yes. Yes. And that's the, that's the feminine, that is feminine aspect of our being is our intuition and i would i would say that our intuition is like is the one key that will enslave us all Mm. which is why in the matrix we only have the five senses in the true quantum field creation field universe as an awakened human being we have seven senses our sixth sense which is our intuition our imagination and our seventh sense which is our innate generosity and care. It comes Mm. in two parts. 7A, it's the divine masculine principle of gifting, giving. And 7B, the divine feminine principle of receiving. Mm. And that's it. You know? I love it. I love it. Maya, tell us a little bit about the work you do. It's fascinating to me. You know, I've followed you on Instagram and, and watched a lot of your YouTube and you're just like such a, a woman in her power and, you know, creating ripples of change and awakening. And I, um, how do you help people? Oh, thank you. Well, these days I am really focusing in on the reality creation aspect of it. I'm still doing my trauma deactivation work. I have, I have practitioners all over the all over the planet who have taken up that torch because it's it's a very disturbing torch, and it's something that um, you know not a lot of people want to hear about that kind of stuff. And I don't I don't advertise for that kind of work. Um, and so a lot of my work is about training, training, uh, training folks who really want to take this porch up. It's not for everybody. Um, and so it's not about the training in deactivating trauma, trauma-based mind control, or deactivating trauma. It is about, because after you deactivate the trauma, you have to be able to create your layer of reality. So 
um, doing a lot of videos and a lot of trainings about reality creation and what that means and being able to exit the matrix and what that means. Mm. What is spiritual awakening? Spiritual awakening is about owning your attention. That's it. You know, it, it, it's not some kind of like, you know, woo woo wah wah. Yes, woo woo wah wah. I mean, I have a girlfriend who went to, this is years ago, she actually went to Bora Bora, spent $10,000 on this event. It was a, I don't know, maybe a weekend retreat or something about spiritually awakening. You actually got a gold gilded, in gold gilded certificate certifying that you are now spiritually awakened and she just (laughs) fucking laughed her ass off we couldn't stop laughing she's like going oh my god you know i actually did this shit and and i'm like going well and and Mm -hmm. she she said to me and thank god i'm a trustafarian because i can't imagine somebody who would plunk down 10 grand on a credit card and that's just for the hotel and the event, not to mention the airfare and the time off. And it, it, it's just, that's craziness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is where we get hijacked into chasing this, that, and the other thing within the matrix and not owning our attention, thinking that somebody is going to give it to you. And so the work that I do, I'm not giving it to you. I'm just reminding you. I'm reminding you that you, we each have a creation field that we need to activate. We have to know how to do it. And the only way you are able to access it is by owning your attention. That's it. And owning your attention is a requirement in dissolving trauma. Otherwise, you just stay in the matrix traumatized over and over and over and over and over again. And so this is the work. This is the work that I do. And uh, so much of it is just so available. I I endeavor to make things available um, for free because, you know, it's like the people that really require this the most, they Mm. don't have the means. They don't have the means. They don't have the energy. Um, And so, uh, you know, I like to focus on being as available to disseminate the do it yourself and 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 what it is that you're doing and you know training people to be able to uh teach other people too because the more of us that are repopulating the true quantum field creation field universe and exiting the matrix the the more fun it's going to be you know is everybody traumatized is yes. everyone, do we know? Do we not know? I know that there's a scale. Yes. Are, are people unaware that they're even suffering yeah. Tra- yeah. immense trauma? Many people are very, very unaware, you know. And uh, so the good news is, is that one person that vibrates at the frequency of love mm. and, and uh, owning their attention has the ability to really um, um, up level half a million people in the world who are still yeah. sleeping. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of like that hundredth monkey uh, uh, yeah. process where, you know, it starts to spark. And so the more of us that can yeah. like really move out of the matrix 
in our awakened attention center and composing reality, the more it's going to spark. And it's going to spark an upheaval and an up-leveling. And, you know, the renaissance of human creativity. I'm all for it. I love that. Oh, I see that world. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're, we are endeavoring to do with this great work is to, you know, inspire and get folks to take up the torch so that they can spark others in their own creative, unique way. I love this. You know, I, I, I remind myself on a regular basis, particularly when I feel the weight of despair at, mm-hmm. at the state of the world, I remind myself of the extraordinary opposite, like the light, the potentiality, the the creative force that is paralleling. And again, where do I want to plug my attention and my energy? Yes. And I feel that when I do that, I plug into all of those who are also in that field and on that frequency. Yes. Yes. And that's so beautiful. That's exciting to me, you know? It really is. And, you know, what I'm finding fascinating uh, is, uh, you know, when I'm out and about and have to uh, interface with, you know, the matrix and waltzing in and out of the matrix, and I'll meet someone who is, has done the great work as well. And we recognize each other. And it's always fun to do that, to recognize (laughs) a fellow waltzer. Uh, waltzing in on the matrix going about their business and the the their layer of reality with intersects with your layer of reality and the synergy oh. of that recognition mm. is like it's it's just pure amazing bliss for me it's a spark isn't it yeah it's, it's a, a joy. spark exactly <laughs> exactly and uh so I've, I've had those experiences, you know, and then all the people around us are like, you know, they're regarding us like, what are they doing? That's mm. different. There's something different about them. Yes. You know? Yeah. And perhaps that can be an inspiration for them to hmm, just sort of ponder, ponder about it. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps be reconnected, uh, re-inspired to some forgotten dream some forgotten aspiration that went on the back burner you know because their attention got hijacked so you know i i'm i'm all about the the little sparks and the little i call them uh, little hints nudges and smooches you know Mm. all of that kind of stuff Mm. you know because these are all they're all clues. They're all, um, it's all about intentionality and being able to receive, you know, so all of us being in the reception mode, asking a question and then receiving. So the receiving is an activation of our inner feminine and being open to receive the answers, having the audacity to ask the questions you know, which is a masculine, it's a masculine trait to bust a move, to take action, ask a question, and then to receive the answer. 
receive it's such an empowering thing and so gentle isn't it yes yes very 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 it's funny these last two years um and what I've noticed I mean it's been a very (laughs) pivotal two years to bring me to this point but what's been happening recently is um the the synchronicities to the point where I giggle now you know, yes. there is nothing that I could have done in my masculine energy by force of will and control and manipulation and OCD and repetition yes. that could ever trump the <laughs> synchronicities when they just I love happen it. I and love I receive. It. And I'm like, you're yes. fucking kidding me. Of course. Yes. And the universe, that's the universe. Oh. field universe handling the details. they are in tandem the quantum field universe and then the matrix they collaborate to become cooperating components to uh propel our reality to that up-leveled sector of your universe Mm. yeah and how cool is that it's so fucking cool Oh, I love it. And, we, you know, we're, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we're so dense. It takes quite a lot of synchronicities for us to start to, like, truly, as you say, pay attention. Yes. Uh, yes. And, 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 and receive. And, and yes. then it's, it becomes, it's a playful creativity, not, yes. not some dense, yes. um, dysfunctional <laughs> dystopia. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the interesting part of the matrix when it comes to, uh, manifestation people are only going to believe it when they see it mm-hmm. but in the awakened state the true quantum field creation field universe the leading edge of what is about to materialize is not yet seen and the people who trust that it's because they have the audacity and the wisdom the embodied wisdom that because they attended it uh, intended it and composed it, it is so. Yes. And the story. Yes. Yes. And then you and go about the business the of living life as a meditation. Yes. Emotion. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. I love it. I oh, love it. it's extraordinary. Just extraordinary. I wonder, um, do we have another five, ten minutes? Are you sure. okay with that? Sure. Yes. I really, I, I would like your... Your perspective on, I guess, the state of affairs, um, I guess, from a domestic violence perspective, mm-hmm. that that masculine and feminine, what's been going on yes. um, inside of our homes um, in those intimate relationships yes. to the yes. point that we've, we've come to now? Well, from my perspective and uh, having, having survived a lot of violence, within the home um it is another aspect of the divide and conquer and Mm. it's a program or actually a set of multiple programs if if i may be you know quite so bold to say (laughs) because it's not just a repetition of our tribal dysfunction from our lineages of Mm -hmm. our mothers and fathers. It is also a societal dysfunction that is meant to not just break up the family, but also to break the human spirit Mm. in these toxic interactions 
um, where it sets up uh, a sort of trauma bond where the trauma hormones are being fed again and again and again and again. And it becomes in and of itself an addiction. And you can yes. out of it. And uh, it's, it's an excitement in, in it's a thrill. Um, and it is a way to, to bond. It is a way to actualize really fucked up toxic love relationships. It is a way to also bypass any kind of self-responsibility to uh, adhere to the victim-perpetrator polarity. And I'm talking generalities, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, it, when we get to the generalities, you can see the sort of overview, the umbrella effect. Um, and sometimes these can be utilized these toxic shit shows can be utilized as uh triggers to wake the fuck up yeah triggers yeah. to break the cycle yeah triggers to choose yourself or to choose your children uh or to you know make different choices and um, and it's it's a very complex uh, trauma cycle to be in. So there's not one size does not fit all. Um, and uh, I I know that over the whole of my life and the work that I do, um, I I have I have uh, definitely been in situations uh, with clients and with students where I, the, their domestic show was like, it was just beyond, beyond anything that you could possibly imagine and, uh, and more. Um, but this is once again, the uh, sort of evils of the mind control and the dehumanization process that has happened over the millennia um, within the matrix of human history is that it has bred a disconnection to our hearts, a disconnection to empathy, where um, you know the the sort of infiltration and proliferation of uh, what I call NSPs, the narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths mm. um, is like, uh, I mean, you talk about a global pandemic, there it is right there. Yeah. And with the advent of social media and of course of Seven Noinsen, and you know, the increase in domestic violence, the increase in child abuse, the increase in uh, just rape and torture. I mean, we're not even discussing it. Because, mm. you, you know, we're so, it, it, the world is distracted by Zevanoinsen and, and all the other things. And the, so the suffering continues. And, um, you know, it, it is my intent that this suffering becomes really an anchor trigger for folks to really start getting real and to ask for help to 
you know, do whatever it takes to to escape. Now, in in the work that I've done, I've done uh, the majority of my work has been handholding survivors of trafficking. And, uh, you know, so in many ways, this is like it's domestic violence that is really uh, very systemized and corporatized in many, many ways. Because the the matrix that allows this horror to continue is is on every level of society, every level of society, every level of finances. And, um, you know, so the evils that prevail, um, it, it just is it's a nightmare. It, it's a nightmare to um to get in the middle of and to endeavor to uh, instill changes and endeavor to facilitate. Um, so it's very complex. And I wish that uh, I had some kind of like down pat answer uh, for what needs to happen. Um but I don't, you know. Uh, We've got to learn to love ourselves more, don't absolutely. we? And, and by love, I don't mean flippant, rah, you know, fluffy, yes. but literally the discipline of self-care, self-honoring, self-trust. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And, and it really starts It really starts with us because so much of the domestic violence um, that, uh, that I myself has, have experienced and have been immersed in was really, I mean, the root cause was you know, the bad parenting that I received um, and just bad relationship modeling, you know, mm. and and the, the, the shame of it to where, you know, living in a shame-based society within the matrix, mm. you don't want to talk about that shit. You don't mm. want people to know, mm. you know, that the, the secrecy holds it in place. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's so toxic. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you um, one last question, if you don't mind, on this topic. Um, in my own experience, what I believe to be true is that as a female, or oh, sorry, as, a, as, yes. a fe- as, as a loving my partner, I needed to save him. That yes. somehow that my love, enough love, enough constant love yes. would heal his wounds and save him. Now, that's my first part of the question. Yes. Later, after doing my research, I wondered how do we know whether that person is still like heart-centered human or whether they've become almost um, uh, uh, yeah, psychopathic, um, yes. dis- disconnected, no empathy, yes. no hope of um, uh, healing. Like, well, how, mm. I'll, I'll tell you my experience because I understand that. And we as very masculinized, powerful women, the polarity with our masculine, because our masculine is so strong, we tend to attract weak masculine men who are more in their victimized feminine. And we take them on as a project uh, because of our ability to have empathy. But what we're doing, and this is what I discovered, I discovered that I was not allowing myself to be the high value, high quality woman 
that I that I am. Mm. And what I was doing is I was actually dishonoring myself mm. by choosing a project man. And when we choose project men, what we're doing is we are not choosing a man who is our equal. We're not choosing a man who's more masculine than our masculine. And when Mm -hmm. we choose men who have a very weak masculine and have no purpose or are very chaotic in their life track, what we're doing is it's, it's a form of self-denial. Um, and it never, never ends well. Um, and so what I had to discover for myself was to be able to like really, really step away and, and ask pertinent questions that I really need to get honest with. And, Mm. you know, one of the questions was, is this, can this man meet me now? No. And that no gives me the the view and and the the view of the truth that because he can't meet me, there is no way that the relationship can thrive. There's no way I can thrive. You can't be met. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when we are seeking conscious relationships and conscious partners, we need to have uh, we need to be met on the same level at the very least. Because if it's if we're not being met, there's a level of toxicity and there's a level of um, unconscious that is going to prevail in the relationship. And it's not fertile ground for creativity. <sighs> You'll find yourself, (laughs) I was so held back in so many ways and exhausted. My feminine was not getting anything because I had to do everything, you know, and I relate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so then when it starts getting violent, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of two-way frustration, basically, that gets manifested and, uh, and I've seen it both ways where either the woman is the perpetrator or the man is the perpetrator because Mm -hmm. that energy needs to somehow get equalized. And one of the ways we equalize a shit show is through violence. Mm -hmm. And we learn that. We learn that through our own, you know, tribal programming, through our own experiences. We see it in, in, uh, you know, movies, uh, mass media, throughout the, uh, throughout, uh, um, you know, we're in the, in the entertainment age. So we're watching that, you know, along with these antiquated, uh, toxic masculine and toxic feminine roles, you know, and we talk about toxic masculinity, but we don't talk too much about toxic femininity. I've gotten kicked off of podcasts because I've mentioned it, you know, they're like, no way. We women can't be toxic. Oh yes, we fucking can. Are you kidding? (laughs) I mean, there's nothing, there's, there is nothing more frightening than a toxic woman expressing as a toxic masculine essence. 
Oh, I agree. I think I, I, yeah, I quake in my boots. I quake in my boots. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and then I'm just going to add this, the head of the satanic cabal within the matrix Mm. running the shit show of the world is a woman. Mm. And in my work of, uh, hand-holding trafficking survivors and being out in the field and visiting rape camps and all these establishments of, of business as usual, most of these were run by women. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a lot of, you know, mm. uh, action to do when, it, when, you know, I hear the whole uh, fake feminism thing of taking up arms and blaming everything on men and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it's like, please no you know it's like sorry sister you don't know what you're talking about Mm. Mm. seriously Mm. the biggest perpetrators against women are women themselves yep yeah that there's a conversation nobody's having yes yes (laughs) yes i'm trying to have that conversation much to my much to my dismay uh you know so Anyways, tell me on the on the positive side of of um, that feminine, uh, mm-hmm. what I see is women rising like never before, and I truly believe that it it is us, those yes. with open hearted, empathetic yes. power, yes. who are going to save humanity. Yes, I agree. I agree, and we're going to do that alongside of the men. Yes, yes. not the overly feminized men. But the men who are balanced in their masculinity and their femininity, because mm. there's nothing more powerful or attractive than a conscious man who is balanced in his masculine and feminine and embodies empathy and embodies vision and is actualized in that. I love that. I love that. And what a, I mean, and I think we'll, we'll, it's a beautiful, beautiful, positive place um, to perhaps start to wind us up. I, I wonder, it's just been fascinating and I could, I could go on and on and on. And it's been such a privilege to have these um, 90 minutes with you. And you're such a force of, of such a powerful energy. And you're obviously an incredible transformation agent and a light you know to so many and I, I really do appreciate it um, oh thank you Amanda thank you uh, so much please please tell uh, and look I'll, I'll provide a whole lot of information in the show notes for people to access you but um where's where's the best place the best place to connect uh with me is the instagram of all places which <laughs> Here we i are. find very Back in shocking. social media <laughs> i find it very 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 shocking um mm. you know the youtube this is my second youtube channel my my first one was deplatformed <laughs> which meant they ago. unplugged you yes um, i got mm-hmm. unplugged after uh, almost a decade and uh you know, I mean, relatively small following, 102,000 subscribers and 2,200 plus videos. But I oh went over the God. edge, pushing up against the matrix. And the, you what know, did you say? Did you say a I, word? Did you I, say? Well, I, I think it was a combination of things, but I, I definitely took it too far mm-hmm. um, where I was just I was doing a lot of outing of what was going on in the world. Mm traffickers and all that kind of stuff and Mm. that was it that was it that was it was gone 
And um, so you touched the nerve and spoke the truth and we don't like that sort of thing. Yes. Yes. So Mm. I'm learning how to navigate it in a different way. Um, And with, and you know, Facebook, I've been, I've been, you know, banned for 12, 30 day bands you know it's like that'll teach you (laughs) but instagram for whatever reason um has been a very powerful platform to be on and i i i watch my p's and q's i don't push up against i share what i'm passionate about without pushing up against and criticizing yeah um so i don't get in the crosshairs of the matrix any longer you know, I hop onto their pendulums and I give mm-hmm. them what they want and I get what I want. Oh, that's you know? fascinating. Yes. I love that. I feel like, um, yeah, we women on our on our path and, and honing our skills are like smoke, you know, that yes. moves through the cracks and yes. we can navigate all environments. Yes. You know, and so, and I have a very disarming uh, handle at dakini.kiss. <laughs> and so... You know, it is it it doesn't represent being a hellraiser. It represents really, you know, this very um, mystical feminine, the sky dancer, and you know this smooch, and you know that this smooch is always about it's a touchstone, a touchstone for love, a touchstone for connection, for sweetness. And, you know, sometimes the harsh truth needs to be laced in sweetness for it to be um, for it to be uh, received in a way where it's not going to be slammed or sputtered. Is that the feminine in action there? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. So, you know, and and it was really that the. Uh, creation, co-creation of my former assistant, uh, Sabina, who passed away in 2018. Um, and she was my, she was my rock for mm. uh, all, over 20 years. And, um, and she started the, she started Facebook and Instagram. I didn't want to do any of it, you know, so she did all my <laughs> Facebook stuff. And then after she passed away, uh, somebody said, oh, I followed you on Instagram. I go, I don't have an Instagram account. And I realized, <laughs> oh, wait, Sabina started that. So I took it oh. up and I, I learned it. I started to have fun with it and uh, realized, okay, I need to learn how to interface with the matrix and waltz in and out of it without pissing it off. Yes, there's some profound wisdom right there. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. yes, without pissing it off, without making it wrong, and allowing mm. it to be a tonic for this toxic world, mm. uh, and the the platform for me to share, um, you know, my my snarkiness, and you know, I have a very feminine look, so it. it it's a fun place to share that as well. And, you know, cause it's the feminine look and then the shit that comes out of my mouth, you know, people are like, Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And look, people really need to go and check you out. You are just so divine. Honestly, if you told me you were 30, Aww. I would believe you. You're oh, exotic, my you're goodness. authentic, you're powerful and you're, you're, you're a source of um, light and healing. And it's, um, yeah, so it's um, 
at Dakini Kiss at Dakini dot Kiss, but I'll, I'll pop that in the um, yes. show notes. And yes. and then you have your YouTube channel. I have my YouTube channel. It's called Love, Truth, and Beauty. Yes. And, uh, so we're going into our third season as of January second, our our third season, and uh, we're we're having some fun. And what mm. I'm liking about it is that I get I'm sharing my replays on IGTV uh, on the Instagram so I get to do that I have all of the different platforms as well so I'm also on Odyssey Library BitChute um, One Great Work Network uh, there's some other things too I forget I can't remember holy hell okay these are the words I've never heard before (laughs) yes so it's like it's it's totally fun. It's mm. totally I'm having a really really good time. Wow. Learning the technology and social media and you know you can learn stuff after 60. You can. You can. You can. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. I mean you're just so alive and so creative and um uh, so passionate. What a! I mean, this conversation's just been so winding and 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 an absolute joy and pleasure. And thank you so so much. Um. <laughs> Oh, I look forward to our next connection, whatever that may be. And, and perhaps in time, there's another podcast that um, we can look at that feminine, you know, reclaiming it and that dark, yes. the dark yes, feminine side. That is side. a good topic. That mm. is a very good topic. Mm. I would be very interested. You know, I've had my own journey there um, in my own family and, and our lineage. So, um, and I think many women as well. So, um Oh, you're doing such well, a great I, service, such a service. And I love that you said how much fun you're having with your work and these platforms at this yes. time where we've never been more censored. And, yes. um, you know, there's the strength, there's perspective, there's your attention. You're a yes. walking example of everything you speak. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, again, I will let you go. Thank you for your time. All right, sweetheart. um, We will connect soon. So much love to you. All the love. Big love. Bye-bye, Maya. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.